critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. So we are currently on number seven of our Statistical Fallacies mini-series, and I hope you're enjoying learning about them. So before we get into today's fallacy, let's start off by reviewing a fallacy we covered earlier this season, a fallacy called cherry picking. Okay, you want to hit pause real quick and see if you can remember what the cherry picking fallacy is? All right, so cherry picking happens when someone focuses only on the evidence that supports their claim while ignoring any evidence that doesn't. This fallacy is also sometimes called the fallacy of incomplete evidence. So the question to ask yourself if you think someone or yourself might be cherry picking information is this, is there more to this story that I don't know? So if you want to review or hear more about cherry picking, you can go back and check out episode 145. And I want to say real quickly, thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. Has math been a struggle in your homeschool? If so, I have a math math program that just might be a solution for you, CTC Math. It's super easy to get set up and it's perfect for kids of all levels. Because it's so flexible and effective, CTC Math is great for students who need to catch up or who might need to be challenged. So if you want to start a free trial to check it out, just go to ctcmath.com and see how it might fit into your family's life. Okay, guys, with that being said, let's dive into statistical fallacy number seven. All right, Thomas, welcome back. Thanks for being here today. We are talking about statistical fallacy number seven on our list. Uh, Regression to the mean. Okay, what is regression to the mean? How would you define that? And and Regression is not a word we use very often, but I, I did some uh, research and projects on this in in college in my math degree. So I understand regression analysis really well. Um, the whole idea is you're tracking data, but sometimes what happens is you might have a, a fluctuation. You might have a skewing. And so the fallacy is you draw out your data, not the whole idea of a regression, you have the points. And then you you try to draw some sort of curve, some sort of model that shows the trend of the data so you can really determine what's going to happen later. Uh, so, for example, real life example in my research was using uh, statistical the, the census data from the past to track where America population would be in so many years in the future. And so when I was doing this and I was looking at the data you, I noticed a, a, a dip. I noticed this trend right about the 1940s. I think we know of something that happened that would have caused a massive population shift. And then right after that, all of a sudden, the population shifted back up. And in, so if I was drawing my data out from a small sampling, say 1938 to 1947, what I would draw would not represent what really happened. And in reality, when you've got a trend that's going and all of a sudden some outlying data, what happens, the the whole idea of regression to the mean means to give it a little bit of time and eventually that data might come back to where you were before. 
um, whatever special case occurred may not continue. Kind of like um, if if a business has all of a sudden an amazing financial year, will they start making all these plans to accommodate another financial year like that, failing to account? It might just taper back. Yeah. Maybe it was just a really good year, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the trend. And again, it, 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 there's all these factors that go into it because when you're tr- when you're tracking data, different things happen that can that can cause those outliers. Just like no one really considered if well, let's put it this way: if you were smart in business, you did not use the data from the second from really quarters three and four of 2020 and 2021. You yeah. did not use that data because if you did you realize, well, we were under some very special circumstances. So I know Zoom skyrocketed, you know, zoomed off, bad dad joke, uh, because everybody was using Zoom, but it would be foolish to, again, to think that was going to continue, especially as competitors hit the market. So the, the fallacy would be using that data, failing to remember that sometimes the, the, the information, your regression will come back to the average, come back to what you've normally seen, rather than staying on that wonderful or really bad trend that you've seen. Yeah, that's excellent. So give us a question. What question can we use to ask ourselves if we might be committing or facing the regression to the mean? If Are you basing your data on something that's unusually high or low? Is there some sort of factor that's caused this data to move this one time? And um, really the, the, the biggest way to avoid this is just, do I have a large enough data sampling? Because that will usually taper taper that out and um, help you not um, use some of those spikes or dips. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just share this one. So here, here's, because I'm as, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking of examples. This is one that uh, companies will use it to advertise a lot, especially if they're, um, if it's a, some kind of business or company like Zoom, like you said, obviously with the pandemic, everybody's working from home, doing school from home, Zoom takes off. And they could easily try to get more money or try to advertise saying, we are the number one. We grew by 1000%. Yeah, because there was a pandemic. That doesn't necessarily mean that's where it's going to happen. And I, and I, so it made me think of okay. So me with my podcast, right? Um, I recently uh, was interviewed on the Heidi St. John podcast, and so she's got a big audience, and therefore my numbers spiked after that. So could I say, oh, look at my numbers? They spiked. I'm growing by this much. No, not necessarily. It's going to be a spike because I was interviewed on that podcast, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to continue growing at that rate, it'll probably regress to some kind of maybe a little higher, but to some kind of uh, normal listening, listening numbers. So no, that's excellent. So thank you. All right, guys, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughbraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughbraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. 
I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.